Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, AKA Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. Did you ever know that you're my hero? And everything I would like to be I can fly higher than an eagle For you are the wind beneath my wings <laughs> Okay <laughs> Um, <laughs> That was... <laughs> Yeah, that was a real tearjerker. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, that song makes me emotional. Um, I didn't even watch, I haven't watched the movie Beaches. Have you? Let me know. <laughs> I haven't even seen the movie, but the song is like, it kind of makes me sad. And I don't know why it came into my awareness today. And, you know, I apologize for my lovely singing, but. I feel like that song might be significant for someone. I think that that's why it was coming through. And yeah, the lyrics, especially, um, yeah, I think it's for someone. So go check out the lyrics if you are called to. So welcome to the Heal Here podcast. Happy Friday, everybody. If you're listening to this on release day, I hope you've had a great week. This week has felt really long to me. Although my husband was like, Oh my gosh, it's, you know, it's Wednesday. Yesterday was like, it's Wednesday already. I'm like Wednesday already. I felt like yesterday was Friday. So anyway, for me, it felt kind of like a long week and I'm happy to report that the microphone is plugged in today. (laughs) So I'm not speaking into a, a microphone that is not even working. And it's funny because I had my face like right up to the microphone last week, the whole time, meaning my face is very far away from the computer microphone that was apparently, that was what was picking up on my uh, voice. So hopefully the audio is a little bit better this week. Before we get into today's episode, just a reminder that I have Reiki level one and two training coming up on two back-to-back Sundays, September 24th and October 1st. And right now I have them slated in for 9 a.m. till 4 p.m. Atlantic time. So Eastern time, that would be 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. And if you purchase the program now, the the Reiki Level 1 and 2 course now, you have access to all the pre-recorded videos because there there is theory, there's history, um, there's you know background on the techniques that we're going to be using. That is all on my platform. If you pay today, you get instant access, so you can start working away at the material prior to September twenty fourth. So it's kind of amazing. You can pay today and you can start learning right away, and then you'll have access to that 
you know, to those materials for reviewing at a later date, if you feel called to review or as a refresher. So it's, I'm really loving this hybrid model with the live teaching and pre-recorded modules. So let me know if you have any questions about that and you can sign up in the link in the show notes and have instant access and start learning today and start working towards your Reiki level two certification. As for the masterclass, I've actually had quite a few DMs lately inquiring about it and I still haven't rescheduled the date yet because I had to move it because I had something come up. So I will be releasing the date soon, but I'm hesitating a bit because I am just trying to create a schedule here because I am going to do a hybrid model with this as well. So that is good news for a lot of people because I know it's hard to dedicate three full days and these are nine to 6 30 p.m typically 9 a.m to 6 30 p.m three days um for the master program but using pre-recorded videos i will be able to hopefully get that down into two days so stay tuned i will be re releasing those dates asap okay so today's episode is going to be a bit shorter i say that but who knows? Who knows? I could, we could be taken to many different places. I, I don't really know. We're going to see what comes through today. Um, but I wasn't really sure what I was going to speak about and then kind of just was open to any guidance coming through and was hearing that I needed to talk about the importance of honesty, being honest with yourself, honest with the people in your life and how important that honesty is when you are on the healing path. I know for many people when they are on autopilot, and this is true for myself, uh, when I was really living my life on autopilot, just kind of based on the conditioning from my family, from society, and going through these motions, repeating these patterns, like thinking these thoughts, that come from my conditioning, I wasn't questioning a lot. Okay. I was accepting things as they were. And also I feel like I was at the same time sweeping things under the rug. So anything that might've challenged my conditioning, I feel like I probably swept it under the rug because I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to deal with it because that might challenge my conditioning and my conditioning at the time was my reality. Okay. And so we are, we all are, what's the word susceptible to conditioning. We've all been conditioned in some way. Okay. From the families that we've grown up in, there's familial conditioning that takes place. There is societal conditioning that takes place. There's conditioning that takes place in our school systems. And, you know, we're, as humans, we are being conditioned really from the day that we are born. And for me, the healing path has allowed me to start to peel back those layers of conditioning, to be curious and to start asking more questions and to peel back those layers of conditioning 
so I can start to get to know myself uh, more deeply and get to know my authentic self. Because through this healing journey, I have come to realize that I am not the person that I thought I was. Okay, that there's a version of me, Kate, <laughs> who I thought I was because that's who I kind of was conditioned to believe that I was. And I honestly think that I didn't, I didn't really know who I was. So I kind of attached myself to different identities of, you know, being an athlete or, you know, try being like, you know, high achieving in school, like, cause that was really important to me. I wanted to have that identity and those things made me feel like I knew who I was. Um, but the reality was that I had no sweet clue <laughs> who I was at all. And even my personality was the result of my conditioning. Being on this healing path has really brought me closer to connecting with who I am at a soul level, like connecting with my authentic self. And it's really been a rediscovery and a remembering of who I've always been. And it just really blows my mind um, how different I am than the more I get to know myself, deeply know myself, how different I am from what I believed previously. And it's crazy, you know, this culturally created self, how different the culturally created self is from the authentic self. So when we're talking about peeling back the layers, I've mentioned this before, but Reiki is the thing that has helped me do that, helped me release some of this conditioning and, and see through it and start to heal layer by layer and remember who I've always been in every incarnation in every lifetime. And that has just been so healing and so transformational and I mentioned that I just did another Reiki training. I redid my master training and every training is so healing and more layers get peeled off. And I talked last week about how it's a self-care experience and, and that it is the ultimate self-care because you are nurturing yourself on a soul level, spiritual level, um, you know, an emotional level. And it is just so restorative because you are connecting, you are, every time you connect with this energy, it's like you're, it's enabling you to reconnect with yourself, with your authentic self. And that gift is invaluable. It's been invaluable to me. So as I have peeled back the layers on my healing path, I've been confronted <laughs> with lots of things that I have kind of swept under the rug and it's it's so interesting and I'm just seeing that visual of like oh you're like doing a big deep cleaning or whatever and you're like taking the couch cushions off and you're like what the heck is under here like this couch cushion has been hiding like all of this dirt and random food and you know what you may score some change or some money there and that's also you know what that is also part of the healing the healing journey, peeling back the layers and having those aha moments and those little gifts that make you feel comforted that are 
just so instrumental to your healing. But with the, with those quarters and dimes that you find at the bottom of your couch or under your couch cushion, there's also a lot of dust and debris and things that need to be cleaned up and things that you need to kind of deal with because you're like, oh, I, I really shouldn't put this couch cushion back on. Okay. I've already, I'm cleaning up here. I need to go get the vacuum and clean it up and acknowledge, acknowledge that it's there. And this can be a painful part of the healing process. The acknowledgement of these things that have been swept under the rug for so long. And these bits of dirt and debris, they can be, you know, they represent many different things in, in your life. They could be an unhealthy relationship that you haven't been willing or ready to deal with. Like there's unhealthy relationship dynamics that you just keep sweeping that under the couch cushion or under the rug and just not dealing with it right now. Okay. Just not, it's, you're too tired. Life is too busy. You let these unhealthy dynamics or a relationship that is not serving you, you just let it continue because it's been in your preps. This is a relationship with a family member. It could be a, a romantic partner, friend, somebody who's been in your life for a long time. And it's just like, it's always been this way. It's just easier not to deal with it. It could also look like you engaging in activities that you know are not for your highest good. And a personal example would be me and my drinking. And, you know, I rationalize my drinking. You know, I don't drink every day. I don't like, I don't have a problem with drinking, you know, in my mind, when I looked at what I thought a problem with drinking might look like, but it wasn't serving my highest good. And deep down, I knew that, but I continued to sweep those thoughts under the rug, put them under that couch cushion. <laughs> they were my, my drinking was essentially a bunch of moldy Skittles under a couch cushion. Okay. That's not even a good, that doesn't even make sense, but you know what I'm trying to get at, <laughs> but I wasn't at the time willing, ready, able to address the fact that I was self-medicating with alcohol and that alcohol was causing problems in my life, in my relationships, that it was becoming an issue for me. And I didn't want to look at that. Okay. It was just easier for me not to look at it, even though deep down I knew that drinking was terrible for me. It was terrible for my physical health, for my mental health. But I've realized even more, it was just keeping me from discovering who I truly am. It was keeping me numbed out, not feeling my emotions because I would use it to self-medicate when there were uncomfortable emotions, I would use that to, you know, and it's pushed on us, right? Like society, have a glass of wine. Like how many people told me when I was going through a hard time here, have a glass of wine, like you'll feel better. <laughs> and it's like, no, this is, you know what? And I'm not judging anyone. You might be able to have a glass of wine and feel better. 
and keep it at that. But I would drink more than one glass of wine and I never felt better. (laughs) I always felt a million times worse. And I just feel like the drinking was an obstacle from me fully connecting with my authentic self. It was like a barrier because it was keeping me stuck. It was keeping me from feeling. And I talked about this. I Surprising, I never really thought I was going to be talking about alcohol today. But anyway, somebody maybe needs to hear this. But I think I probably talked about this in my little al- alcohol episode. One of them, I did two, two episodes. If you're more, if you're interested in hearing more about uh, my path to sobriety, I have two earlier episodes. If you're new to the podcast, you can check those out. But one thing that I learned about alcohol is that and this was a game changer realizing this is that alcohol can't just go in and numb the bad emotions and then leave the good ones, right? It can't just go in and be like, okay, I'm going to numb the anxiety for you today, sweetie. And I'm going to numb the, um, feelings of despair and overwhelm. And we're going to just leave the joy and the, happiness and the peacefulness that you wish to experience we're gonna leave all those and we're just gonna we're just gonna get rid of those bad ones okay no (laughs) I think that's what I thought alcohol did (laughs) but it obviously only makes sense that it, it will go in and numb all your emotions so I was my baseline of like happiness was I I would let's just say I wasn't very happy when I was drinking every week because I was consistently numbing all my emotions and things that used to make me happy, you know, that I have memories of things that made me happy. I, they weren't making me happy. And I, I would, you know, I, you'd use alcohol. Like a lot of people use alcohol to have fun too. And in social situations. And for me, you know, I've come to realize I have social anxiety. Like I, and I, I always thought of myself as this person who, you know, love to party, love to be around people. Everybody thinks or thought I was a huge extrovert. I've come to realize I'm a huge introvert who is socially awkward. (laughs) And I used alcohol, um, as a salve. Is that the word? Salve? Salve. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Salve, S-A-L-V-E. Um, to just, you know, make things more comfortable for me. But yeah, I would drink to increase the enjoyment of activities. I thought that the alcohol helped increase the enjoyment and you would get that boost. You know, when you drink, you will have that high, like your dopamine is activated and you will feel that buzz, but it quickly dissipates and you need another drink to then bring you up just above your baseline again. So it's a vicious, vicious cycle, but yeah, anyway, for me, I began to realize that, okay, alcohol is just numbing all the emotions. It's numbing all of my life. So I'm not really feeling anymore. I'm just kind of going through the motions. Just started to realize I'm just going through the motions here. And I felt like I wasn't connecting with others. Like I I wasn't connecting with myself because when you're in this numb state and even socializing, it just feels superficial because you're numbed out. So how can you even have an intimate conversation with someone and connect with someone because you're in this, you know, 
you're buzzed or you're drunk and it's just, I don't know, for me, alcohol just kept me from authentic connections with others and authentic connections with myself. So the reason I brought up alcohol is, as I mentioned, is that was one thing that I had been sweeping under the rug, didn't want to acknowledge, didn't want to acknowledge. And when I started to heal and be on the healing path, I, you know, I first became acquainted with Reiki, things started to change and I started to peel back the layers and I had to look at my relationship with alcohol and that's super uncomfortable. Okay. Looking at those things that you've been sweeping under the rug, it is uncomfortable. It can be painful. It can be scary. I remember thinking like, how am I going to, how, how am I going to go even a few weekends in a row without alcohol, you know, mind you my life. And at that point I didn't, I was doing this detoxing. And I think I said that in the other episode and you had to, I think it was like 21 days and I had to go three weekends without alcohol. And I thought that I was probably going to die, like uh, die of boredom, die of like, you know, not having anything to look forward to in my life. And at that point I had no, you know, intentions of taking it out of my life for, for ever. Gosh, no. And I don't rec- recommend that for anyone. I mean, I shouldn't say that like, People can be, have their own programs and their own philosophies for, but if you're sober curious, don't go in saying I'm giving up alcohol forever. That <laughs> That's setting yourself up. That's actually, that feels very daunting. I just did this three weeks and then got a taste of it and like, whoa, okay. Seeing some of the positive benefits. And then I did a dry January and then never looked back. I shouldn't say never look back. I didn't look back, but yeah, there were challenges in the first year. Anyway, I digress. I wasn't going to make this into an alcohol, (laughs) no intention of talking about uh, my alcohol journey today, but it's coming through for a reason. And I think it's somebody needs to hear this and it might not be alcohol for you. Again, it could be your relationship with a different substance. Maybe it's whatever it is, something that you're smoking, something that you're eating that you know is, you know, maybe it's around your eating habits or your, your binging food to deal with your emotions. Like you're eating till you make yourself sick. Um, because you can't deal with these uncomfortable emotions that are coming up for you. Just like I drank when I had uncomfortable emotions. Some people eat. I actually did both. I was real pro. I like to (laughs) stuff my face with food and drink alcohol. Real winner over here. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was really good at numbing myself, I think. But today, I feel like the message is to ask yourself, what have you been sweeping under the rug that you know is not serving your highest good, but you just haven't had the energy, the bandwidth to deal with it, or you haven't had the courage to look at it. And today you were being asked to acknowledge just acknowledge you don't have to do anything (laughs) today, you know, acknowledge this thing that you have been resistant to acknowledge. And again, it could be a substance, could be a habit, a behavior. It could be a relationship, a relationship that is interfering with your healing 
that is draining you, that is taking more from you than it is giving. And this can be difficult if it's a familial relationship and boundaries like bound and maybe I need to do an episode on boundaries here, but like there are so many types of boundaries and boundaries to have with yourself. Like I had to set boundaries around my use of alcohol. I had to set boundaries with myself and had to set rules to protect myself. Essentially you you're going to have to just probably set some boundaries within a relationship if that's what your thing is right now that you're being called to look at, okay? Or with some type of habit. And if it is a habit, you know, maybe it is smoking or something. If you could set some boundaries um, around when you can do this activity. And I know it that might not work for some people. You know, what's coming to my awareness right now is if you are struggling with any type of um, an addiction, their Reiki can support and it's not, it, it can't always cure you. Um, like, well, I have, my addiction's gone. I don't want to do the thing anymore. Although I have heard stories of that helping, but Reiki, there can be some issues, especially with regards to uh, people having issues around alcohol. There can be, uh, some type of an attachment that needs to be released a spirit attachment release. And so if you are struggling with something like that, you can use Reiki. Reiki can be used to support you in uh, letting go of uh, like a habit, an unwanted habit or an addiction. It can be very supportive in that way. But oftentimes there's also work that needs to be done as well. Okay. So it's not always just like, oh, okay, I'm going to have this Reiki session done and it's over with. I mean, that has happened, but there's often times where there's going to obviously need to be work done. The root issues need to be addressed so that you can move forward. So if you have been feeling disconnected lately, if you've been feeling off, it may be time to take a look under the couch cushion and see what you can find, see what comes up for you. Um, because when we start to acknowledge some of the things in our lives that we haven't been willing to acknowledge, then we can really start to heal and experience true freedom. Because as long as these moldy old Skittles are under the couch cushion, once you... <laughs> you know, you know, they're there and you put the couch cushion back. Like I'm not going to be able to relax watching the bachelor. I'm sorry. Knowing that I'm sitting on a whole bunch of moldy old Skittles. I'm pretty messy person, but that would bug me. <laughs> so it's time to look at these things that you have been avoiding. It's time to start the process of healing slash cleaning these things up. And the first step is acknowledgement. Okay. And, and sometimes that's the toughest part of it all is acknowledging and letting these truths come to the surface and being honest with yourself. And, and it can often require you to be honest with other people, sharing some difficult truths with other people, and then having to sit in the discomfort of their reactions. If you are having to deal with someone and you are worried you're letting them down in some way, 
it's important that you examine why you would feel that way. Like why, why is this person, like, what is this person relying on you for? And why are they relying on you for this thing? And, you know, I don't know. It's just, I feel like somebody needs to hear this today. If you are always feeling like you are letting people down, you need to ask yourself, why are all these people depending on me? (laughs) And I know if you have children, it's a different story. But if you have all these different family members or friends or your romantic partner, like all these people depending on you for all these things, how did that come to be? Everyone needs to take ownership for their own stuff and deal with their own problems. And if you are always there picking up the pieces for other people and fixing things for other people, that is going to be to your own detriment. Okay. And what I'm hearing right now is that's leading some people to be sweeping their needs, their stuff under the rug, (laughs) letting it, letting it marinate under the couch cushion because you're dealing with what I'm hearing right now is some people aren't dealing with their own stuff is because they're dealing with so many other people's stuff. So if that's you, then this whole process is probably going to feel very uncomfortable. It's going to be extra challenging because you're going to have to break free of that conditioning and that belief that everybody needs you and that's your role because you're the hard truth is that you are probably enabling a lot of people. Okay. And that's doing a disservice, not only to yourself, but you're doing a disservice to them. You're not allowing them to look under their own couch cushions. Okay. And deal with their stuff. You're going around with your little turbo, um, what are those called? Oh, dust busters. Did you have a dust buster growing up? Like little vacuums? Like do people even have dust busters anymore? Those were actually, those are a really sweet gadget. My parents always had the dust buster charged up and ready to go. Why do people, maybe they do have dust busters. I just don't have one. I need to go get one. BRB going to, going to buy a dust buster on Amazon. But like, are you cleaning up everybody else's stuff and neglecting your own? Like, are you fixing all their problems and then just pretending that you don't have any or just neglecting your own needs and and sweeping them under the rug? Again, these messages aren't going to resonate with everyone, but I am confident that this is coming through strongly today. It's more than one person. So just take what resonates and leave the rest behind. So the main message today is that it is time to take responsibility for your healing path, okay? And be accountable. And to do that, you have to first acknowledge and be willing to look at the truth of certain situations. And what do they say? The truth hurts. (laughs) The truth hurts sometimes. You know what? I just realized Okay, this is why this channeling through today. I did something channeled through in the records and I did a reel on it the other day about facing the truth. And I feel like this is just, I kind of forgot about that until until now and it's coming together. So yeah, the truth can sometimes hurt, but the truth can also set you free. And 
if you can be willing to deal with some of the, the discomfort of facing some truths, uncomfortable truths in your life, then that's going to lead you to freedom. Okay. And that's what I think we all are looking for <laughs> is to feel free to be authentic and to live our most aligned lives. So just for today, allow yourself to see what's under that couch cushion. Allow yourself to lift it up. Don't keep avoiding it. <laughs> Don't keep pretending that those Skittles aren't there. Just lift it up and look at it and deal with it. And I'm just hearing for a lot of people, it's going to come down to setting some boundaries. So maybe we'll talk some more about boundaries next week. But that is it for today's episode. As I said, take what resonates, leave the rest behind. And I hope you have an amazing day. I will see you here next week, same-ish time, same day. And in the meantime, good luck with those Skittles. Bye.